Hello and welcome to Prince Track by Drac. Today we're going to be talking about So Blue from For You. Um, it was recorded between the 1st of October and 22nd December 1977, as with the rest of the album, at the record plant in Sausalito, and it was released on the 7th of April 1978. Uh, it's just Prince by himself with a guitar um, and a little bit of kind of like um, what sounds to me to be a, like a polymoog. Um, the track is 4 minutes and 26. I was going to say a long 4 minutes and 26 then. <laughs> Because um, it does feel just a little bit long, but you know, I'll leave my judgments until we get into the discussion. Uh, first of all, I'm going to introduce my guest, and it is Gina Radcliffe. Hello, Gina. Hello, Darren. As this is the first episode that you're guesting on, I'm going to ask you the question I've asked all my guests as they debut, which is, uh, do you remember how you got into Prince? Was there a particular song that you heard and you thought, you know, I I want to hear more of this, or you know, was the you know, did you you kind of you know, was there an album that you saw and you wanted to buy, or did someone introduce you to Prince? I know. A few people have said that older siblings introduced them to Prince. How did how did you how did it come about that you got into the artist? This is probably the most unoriginal answer I can think of, but it was probably Purple Rain. Um, Purple Rain was actually the first rated R movie I saw without my parents. I was twelve at the time. I think I right I turned twelve right around the time it came out. Um, I mean, before that, I'd heard, like, you know, 1999. Um, I think I'd probably heard Controversy by that point, mostly by way of MTV. Um, I'm not sure if I'd heard a song from Purple Rain before deciding to go see it at the theater. But um, yeah, I went out and bought the album, and it was one of the few things my mom and I bonded over, which is a little weird given some of the songs. Um, but we, at one point, we actually got to the point where we had three copies of Purple Rain. I had my copy on vinyl, she had a copy on vinyl, and then she had a copy on cassette so she could listen to in, in the car. So there was like the, the summer of 84 into 85, it was pretty much, you know, radio station all prints all the time. And then on, you know, then on MTV, it was like every, probably every half an hour you were seeing the video for When Doves Cry and Let's Go Crazy. Um, I mean, given how... I, how I rate the songs as far as how much I enjoy them on Purple Rain. Let's Go Crazy is my favorite. So I think that probably was the first one I had heard from that album that really just hit that yeah. proverbial switch with me. And then like later on, obviously, you know, did you, throughout the 80s, did you continue then buying the albums? Because obviously, you know, after Purple Rain, Prince took a little bit of a left turn into Around the World in a Day. Um, yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I, you know, obviously his aim wasn't to lose fans, but he didn't seem to want to bring the Purple Rain, like the mainstream fans along with him, basically, on the next album. Right, and I, you know, I, I was already starting to listen to uh, to David Bowie by that point, and he did a sort of similar thing where, you know, every other album or so he would just kind of you know, change his, his image, kind of change his sound a bit. And, and, you know, a lot of it worked. A lot of it kind of left me little cold none of it i thought was you know wow that's just a complete and utter disaster but um i mean purple rain was always the bar that i felt he had to he had to reach and some of them obviously he he you he surpassed it like sign of the times and then that was probably the one i felt was little superior to purple rain 
Um, but to me, that was always just my personal, is it, is it at least as good as this? And to be honest, I mean, even being half as good as Purple Rain was still pretty good for me. So again, there wasn't yeah. any, wow, I'm never listening to this again. This is terrible. I don't know what he's doing. Okay, well then let's get into the discussion of um, So Blue, um, which is the penultimate track on this, this debut album. Uh, and interestingly, it was the B-side for the first single that was released from the album Soft and Wet. Um, you know, so essentially this was the first ever B-side of Prince's career. Although, you know, until we get to like 1999, he, uh, the album rather than the year, um, you know, Prince didn't really start making B-sides. Warner Brothers just kept slapping album album tracks on B-sides, uh, basically. Um, now, Prince only ever performed this song live once. He had a... Um, he had a, 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 after spending so much money on this debut album, basically burning through all the money that Warner Brothers had given him for three albums in one album, um, he had like a, a gig to convince Warner Brothers to kind of honor the second album of his contract on the 5th of January 1979. So he basically played all of For You live with his, uh, with Des Dickerson and um, Andre Simone and, and uh, Bobby Z on drums and, you know, kind of just trying to convince Warner Brothers that he was, you know, a good artist and, you know, that what he'd done on this album wasn't really representative of, you know, who he was, mm. uh, which I, I feel is kind of, you know, I said this on pretty much every single, you know, song that's on this album. It's kind of, it feels like it was produced, you know, overproduced a little bit to the point where, there doesn't really seem to be much Prince left. Right, um, yeah. On this, we get the little guitar intro at the beginning, which is, you know, an interesting touch. Um, but this is not really a terribly kind of complex song. No, um, no. The, the lyrics are really a pretty straightforward, you know, now you've gone and I feel so bad breakup song. And they're really... I mean, here's the thing I'll say. Is it a breakup song or it, or has this person died? Is a different way to read it. I feel like because he would have been, <clears throat> what, maybe 18 or so when he wrote these lyrics, I think it's a breakup song. Because when you're 18 yeah. and you have that, you know, first real love, and you're just very melodramatic when you when you break up with that person and you'll you'll never be happy again and, and you know, just you're just gonna be left all alone. I, I think it's a breakup song personally. I just to me I just read a, maybe I read too much into the line you meant the world to me but now you're gone and I'm so blue. Hmm. Like it, to me, it feels like he's talking about um, a kind of like a level of depression rather than just sadness. Um, you know, I mean, maybe that's just me. Maybe I'm just reading too much into these lyrics. Well, um, well again, they're, just, they're I, very, they're very universal, broken-hearted lyrics. So you kind of, you know, yeah. either apply your own life experience or just kind of compare it to other similar types of songs. I mean, it's just for me because he says, um, "How much longer can I spend my nights all alone?" That seems like a bigger loss than just. Uh, you know, someone breaking up with you. It seems it seems like a more substantial loss. Maybe a divorce. I mean, a, you know, like it seems a, a little bit bigger than just like the end of a relationship to me. Um, well, he was, but like I say, maybe I'm just looking for something in this song. And he was pretty famous for you know, not explaining what his songs meant. So I, I you know, assume, you know yeah. assume if anybody had bothered to bring this song up to him, he would have been, you know, sort of, well, you know, in, interpret it as you feel like it or, you know, apply your own feelings to it. And, you know, like you say, the lyrics aren't, like, you know, super memorable. There's a lot of stuff where he talks about he spends his day crying over you. Um, and, you know, even though the sun is shining. Um, although I do like, I feel like the sky, oh, so blue. I think, you know, that's a that's a clever little kind of 
yeah, uh, and, and that, 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 that falsetto ending is pretty great. It's it's probably a little more dramatic yeah. than the song really lends itself to, but that's pretty. <laughs> it, it's, it's that's a standout moment. And uh, you know, like the whole song is in falsetto. You know, as pretty much the first kind of like four albums were. Um, you know, it's always remarkable when Prince kind of dropped you know, into his, his lower registers to say anything or sing anything because he mostly kind of stayed up there in the falsetto. Yeah, this the song reminded me a lot of um, George Michael's Kissing a Fool. And and I wonder now if George Michael might have lifted, I mean, it's unlikely, but if I feel like he might have you know, even inadvertently lifted some elements from it. Like that was a piano and vocal song, but the, the rhythm is very similar and they both have that kind of big crescendo ending to it. It just it very much reminded me of that. I guess. I mean, I think the thing is, I think it's unlikely that George Michael would have listened to Prince's debut album. That's the thing that I find maybe hard to believe that he would have heard the song anywhere. Probably um, not. I mean, it is. It is. I'm yeah. sure it is coincidental. But there's there's there's, there's similarities there. I feel. Uh, like I say, it's it's not a terrible song. You know, I think on iTunes, I'd say you know a solid three out of five. Um, <laughs> like like most of the kind of stuff off the, of these first two albums, I feel that's kind of where we hover around is the kind of three out of five level. Yeah, uh, I yeah, I would I would apply would... the same the same rating to that three out of five. You, it's not bad, yeah. but not not great. <laughs> I think I think mostly because on this certainly on this debut album, I think like soft and wet and crazy you are the only two songs that I really listen to regularly, um, and I think those are at least both four out of five. So everything else has to be less than those. Yeah, yeah, I feel like this is very much a a you know, studio or or you know general audience friendly kind of love song. But like I say, there's nice little touches. There's the guitar, obviously Prince's falsetto is always is always first rate, but it's just not a fantastically memorable song. Um, you know, the, the, uh, this would not this would not make it on a on a. I'm going to introduce you to this musician named Prince mixtape. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I'm sure was all the rage in like uh, 79, 80 when people. I don't know. Maybe if you've been through a breakup, you're like, here you go, have this mixtape. It's got so blue on it. Maybe, um, maybe. I mean, I could picture maybe. again a very dramatic, you know, 16 or 17 year old sitting in a room just you know hitting that that rewind button on the set player over and over again. <laughs> this guy yeah. really understands me. That's that's exactly what the mixtape is. It's just 20, 20 copies back to back of So Blue over and over and over. <laughs> um, just to make it clear how you feel about the relationship. Exactly. Uh, so uh, I feel we spoke as much as we can about this this song. So uh, are we going to go to plugs? Uh, is there anything you wish to plug, Gina? Well, uh, nothing to do with Prince, but I, ho- I co-host a podcast uh, called Kill by Kill in which we... Um, we we talk about horror movies according to as the as the title goes, kill by kill. Uh, as of this recording, we are just starting to get into Friday the Thirteenth Part Six, so you can just look for that on uh, iTunes or your podcast aggregator of choice under Kill by Kill. And I also write about seventies and eighties television at tuneinsnight.wordpress.com. And are you on Twitter with Kill by Kill or yourself? Uh, well, I. I don't actually I don't actually handle the Twitter side of it, but it is uh, Kill by Kill Pod, and also on Instagram Kill by Kill Pod. Great stuff, and you can find us on Facebook at Prince Track by Track, or you can find us on Twitter at Prince Podcast, or you can email us. I don't know why you would, but you can at Prince Track by Track at Gmail dot com. So thanks very much for being my guest here, Gina. Sure, my pleasure. And otherwise, goodbye. Bye.